Anyone can talk football. Not everyone can do it East Coast style. The East Coast Gridiron Podcast, starting now. Whoa, buddy. It is yeah. episode 37. 37. Welcome. Welcome all. Welcome some. Wherever you're coming from, we're glad that yep. you're watching. Uh, Don, go ahead and head us off with the list. Yeah, episode 37. It was it was tough finding some 37 jerseys of some uh, awesome players. So uh, we hit a couple basketball. We got a baseball. We got a football. So let's go Meta World Peace. Meta World Peace. Yep. Yeah. And then one and only Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher. Yes. Isn't he a coach now? I believe he may be. Then we go into the wonderful world. I believe it's the 1970s for baseball. Dave Steeb. Before your time. Yeah. I know, man. Don't know that and guy. Then, <laughs> and then I'm going before my time because I'm going into the 50s for football. Doak Walker. Doak Walker. Yep. <laughs> the Doak Walker Award, as everybody yep. knows in college, for the best running back in the country. You got it. So. We got an incredible show for you guys today. As you see, we have moved the time to Tuesdays to go ahead and recap this sooner on what, not not Oklahoma Sooners, but to recap sooner what happened last week in all the games um, coming off the Monday night win where I took a nice zero and two for the NFL this weekend. (laughs) But as you can see, my thought process around those games, uh, The Broncos really needed Teddy Bridgewater to come out, and we did not get to see him play a full game against uh, one of the better teams that they're going to play this year. Then last night, the Chargers and the Raiders. But as you know, before we get into anything NFL, we got to hit up our guys in college. So let's recap the two games from last week. Don, any thoughts before we go ahead and get into the NCAA here? Nope, let's go. Ah, well, so rude of me. This is everybody's favorite couch quarterback, Dante, oh, here yeah. with the stat, the stats guru, Don. Hey, live from Maryland, man. I'm still here. Live from Maryland. So, like I said, we're going to go ahead and recap week number five of the NCAA. We got a little bit of a camera um, controversy here today. Not controversy, but we're going to try something different here today. Hopefully it all works out, but while we're on that topic, let's go ahead and recap Oklahoma State versus Baylor. Oklahoma State came in with a game plan, stuck to it. Didn't they hold Baylor uh, scoreless up until halftime? Yeah, it was an interesting uh, contest, to say the least. Yeah, did not think the way that Baylor was playing these other teams this year that they were going to be very lackluster up against the Cowboys. But Oklahoma State comes out with the uh, – and they were the favorites going into this game, right? Yes. So, hey, if you if you betted on Baylor, you didn't have a good time. But projection off of how Baylor was playing, I wouldn't have believed on the stat line, of course. And you can get in more into that, but – the stat line, of course, leading up to that matchup did not favor Oklahoma State whatsoever. No, not not the offensive output Baylor had been uh, doing up until that point, that's for sure. Yeah, so, you know, it was it was very weird. Uh, you know, Bohannon, he did not have 
as great of a game as we thought he was going to and very lackluster performance man i yeah <laughs> i don't know what else to say about baylor the, the the points were scored in the second half and they just couldn't seem to get up above the curve on uh the cowboys so what, what's your thoughts on that don yeah, the Baylor defense, they just could not stop the running game whatsoever. I mean, they gave up 220 rushing yards. And Oklahoma State, on the other hand, held Baylor to 284 total yards. Yeah. And Oklahoma ranked up or uh, racked up 402 yards of offense, and they won the time of possession. Yep. So it, it just – it was kind of crazy. I mean, yeah – Oklahoma State quarterback did throw three interceptions, but Baylor couldn't capitalize on anything, man. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Steven Spencer Stevens. Yeah, Spencer Stevens. You know, of course, I didn't think he was going to be as good as uh, what? How do you pronounce it, Jerry, or was it Gary? I've, I've heard it both. Uh, Herb Street called him uh, Jerry, and on the broadcast they were calling him Gary. So go figure, man. Uh, Gary from SpongeBob. <laughs> uh yeah he just did not have his best game and let a guy that was statistically worse than him yeah uh you know get ahead on the scoreboard so you know did not think that it was going to turn out the way that it did and you know good on oklahoma state uh getting a big i think it's a pretty big one over baylor because baylor has been a very good team up to this point Next game that was on the docket, Georgia versus Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your, what was your thoughts on this? I know we Man. were texting back and forth, you know, while I was out of town, and uh, uh, just wasn't it wasn't good. Man, it was not good at all for Arkansas. I mean, thought the game would be a little bit more competitive, a little bit closer gave the benefit of the doubt that they would both be scoring points when we talked about it last week, but Georgia just dominated this game from beginning to end. It was absolutely dominant. That's, that's the only thing that you can say. And, you know, one thing that I wanted to say about Kirby smart, and I appreciate the way that he actually benched JT Daniels for the backup, not, not because he was performing better, but because right. JT Daniels was battling a PCL sprain, I believe it yep. was. Yep. Didn't want to cause any more injury to the guy and took him out of the game. Uh, the backup came in, did really, really, really well. Um, relied on his offense to to make big plays, and that defense showed up very, very big, making two big stops at the beginning of the game. Um, you know. Uh, shout out to Kirby Smart. That's how you should do it with your quarterback. Yeah. Trust in yeah. your backup. That's why he's there. Trust in your backup to make plays. He had JT Daniels dressed to play just in case things would go awry. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Frank Rack. I know I'm wearing a Colts jersey today, and I wore it just <laughs> for this occasion. You need to listen to Kirby Smart, man. No pun intended. Yeah, I mean, they didn't ask Stetson Bennett, the backup, to do too much. He was 7 for 11 for 72 yards. They they just relied on the rushing game. 273 rushing yards. They were 2 for 2 on fourth down. They only punted twice in the whole game, and they sacked the other team's quarterback four times. Absolutely amazing game, man, by them. Yeah. Um, shout out to those Arkansas fans that thought we were crazy this whole time by, you know, picking – <laughs> picking the teams that we did against them. Uh, Texas A&M actually did not look too well against Mississippi State. 
And uh, it's just one of those things where Arkansas is just not as good as what people are giving them credit for. But I did say if they would have beat Georgia, I would have put them in my top three yeah. teams. Yeah, now, Don, a question for you. Are they a top two school at this point? Should Are they the best school in the country? You're talking about Georgia. Georgia? I personally would rank them number one if it was me. Um, I think Alabama is a little more vulnerable right now than what Georgia is, but until number one gets dethroned, they're still number one. So totally that, that, that you know, that's how it's gonna be. I totally agree with you there. Um they should be the number one team in the nation. I don't think I don't even think Alabama's got the powerhouse to uh uh, not a, not enough of a powerhouse team. They show some vulnerabilities with Bryce Young. Bryce Young is playing very, very well. And why is my eyes like watering here? They're playing very, very well. And, you know, or he's playing very, very well for a rookie, but just not Matt Corral uh, <laughs> level. Right. And I think Matt Corral had a very good game against Alabama, by the way. He, did, he was the only person that scored on his team. Go figure. It's craziness. But uh, let's go ahead and head over to Iowa versus Penn State. One, oh, one, oh, a, a big game to really see what Penn State is uh, is all about. I still don't think they should be a top ten school, but <laughs> you're about to get something uh, this Saturday coming up. So let's go ahead and go through your uh, by by the numbers. By the numbers, okay. Here we go. We're going to go through. Uh, starting with the location, they are playing at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City, Iowa. Always like to see a game played there. 69,250 is the capacity crowd. And when uh, I was gathering the information, the early line had Iowa as home favorites by two and a half. Uh, Penn State, let's start with them. They come in at 5-0. and Their offense is the number 52 ranked offense with 418.6 yards per game. Right. And, and their defense is ranked 33rd, allowing 314.2 yards per game. How about that? Yeah. Now on offense, their wide receiver, Jahan Dotson, has 446 yards on 35 receptions. So he's averaging 12.7 yards a reception and six touchdowns on defense their linebacker brandon smith leads with 32 tackles and their safety jair browns has three interceptions wow now we turn it over to iowa they uh, come in with the identical five and zero record i was going to say going back to your last point like Penn State's yeah. not known to have the best cornerbacks or safeties in, in the world. And okay. put up three picks this early in the season, that's pretty good for them. I thought so. Yeah, I was going to leave it with the linebacker because they're known for that. But when I saw that stat on the safety, I'm like, yeah, that's something to talk about. For sure. All right. On Iowa, same 5-0. and oh. Their offense, however, is ranked a little lower. They're ranked 118 with 320 yards per game. But here's the key. Iowa's defense ranked number seven, only allowing 271.4 yards per game. Tell me about that stat you sent me. Do you remember on the text message? 
Let's see if I can um, find it while you're going through everything. Yeah, else. Well, I'm trying to remember which one I, I've sent you so many lately. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll try to find it real quick. Okay, that's cool. Uh, player stats for Iowa: basically on offense, their running back Tyler Goodson, he's uh, rushed 99 times for 430 yards, a 4.3 yard per carry, and five touchdowns. On defense, their linebacker Jack Campbell has 46 tackles. And their defensive back, Riley Moss, has three interceptions also. The best team in the country. Well, best defense in the country. Well, no, yeah. no, no, Georgia. Georgia's <laughs> definitely, yeah, Georgia's got that. This, But they're ranked seventh, so not bad at all. All right, so I, I did find it. Okay. You ready for this? Go ahead. Hold on, my, my, my webcam fell down on me. <laughs> Freaking cat, man! Hold on one second. It's all over. You got there. visitors. Yeah, as you as you see. Well, <laughs> while I try to figure out what happened to that, I'll just go through through the the stat here while I try to find the the webcam. That's fine. It's fell behind my desk. Iowa forced seven turnovers. It's the most takeaways in the game in the last twenty five seasons. There you go. The Hawkeyes now lead the FBS with 15 takeaways and 12 interceptions this season. 12. 12, yes. It was only week five. Yeah. It's like two that's, a week. That's the difference maker right there. Um, So let's see. Iowa's 37-point win is the largest in the AP poll era since 1936 against a team that entered the game 4-0 or better. Yep. So, all right. I think I got my webcam here before I switch my camera back so you're not looking at the cats. <laughs> yeah, the cat. get everything straight, man. Yeah. All right, let's see. You got some stuff to talk about with the quarterbacks. There we go. Got the stuff to talk about with the quarterbacks now. All right, so let's, let's go ahead and head over to uh, the quarterbacks here. All right, so the QB comparison. Sorry I didn't switch the graphic right there on you, but the QB comparison. That's okay. Spencer Petrus, okay, not the best quarterback in the country, but right. he's doing as good enough job as he can with that team. Um, he's letting the defense – well, he doesn't play defense, but the defense is really stepping up and taking a lot of pressure off of him. So with that being said, Spencer Petrus, 85, for one, um, 85 completions, 137 attempts, 62% completion percentage, nothing to write home about or to right, call your mom right. and say, hey, I'm, I'm doing a great job. <laughs> but he's got 943 yards, seven touchdowns, and the key is he doesn't turn the ball over. Right. One interception all season. Offensive line is doing a pretty good job up to this point, only allowed 11 sacks. Um, not really used to the offensive line that we're used to seeing at Iowa. They're not the powerhouse, but they're getting a the job done. They're getting a the job exactly. done enough where they are going to be threatening, uh, you know, Penn State for the foreseeable future. Yep. Now, one thing that I was saying about Sean Clifford on the other side of this, <laughs> uh, Sean Clifford is really uh, uh, one lost team away from being our. One loss away from being, actually, I'm not saying that right. One turn away from being a, a one loss team. Uh, okay. I, I think against Auburn, they probably would have lost, and right. Wisconsin early in the season if he would have turned the ball over. 
Now, on the other side of this, if we're talking about Sean Clifford, Sean Clifford is actually having a pretty good season. 1,336 yards. Way more than what Spencer Petrus is doing. They're, yes. not, they're not requiring him to be this amazing uh, quarterback there. Right. 67% completion percentage, doing really well. 8.7 yards a uh, a pass. 11 touchdowns, and the key for him especially, three interceptions. They've only, they're looking like one of the best offensive lines in the country. Yeah. They only allowed seven sacks this year. So I think if Penn State can keep that momentum rolling against this offense, they might have a good day. I still see it being a closer game than what people are expecting to be. But as long as Dotson can stay on the field, Sean Clifford doesn't really have anything to worry about. Um, so. I, I really think Iowa does have that defensive uh, advantage, of course. Sure. I'd probably give the edge to Penn State having the offensive advantage on this. So this is really going right. to be that one-two punch kind of game that we're looking at. The Brazilian jiu-jitsu versus the Muay Thai guy <laughs> there you or go. the boxer. Um, so with our predictions, hey, yep. looking for the Hawkeyes to win this one. Absolutely. Iowa's defense is a difference, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, their offense is steady and good, but this is not a whiteout game. It should it's, be. And it's not a win on the road for Penn State. Iowa, I got them at 31-24. 31-24? Yeah. Uh, you know, me giving scores is not my strongest suit. I just like... You know, I don't I, mine either. I I've just been giving it a go to see what happens. But I've been sucking this year in predictions anyway. So let's just go ahead and throw <laughs> one out there. I think that this is a very similar game to Auburn, but I think that score was reversed in Iowa's favor, twenty-eight twenty. Okay. Iowa Hawkeyes. There you I, go. I think it's another one of those rough and tough games that they're going to play. But in my heart of hearts, do I think this game is going to be close? Absolutely not. I think it's going to be like 28-7 if I really had to put <laughs> you know, put a real score on it. But I'll stay safe and say 28-20 for this game. And I yeah. think Penn State has a better day than what people are giving them credit for. Any final thoughts on this game, sir? No. It is going to be a great game to watch, though. Yep. An, a, a good Big Ten game with a lot of implications. I need yep. to call. I need to call my boy Jason. He's a big Penn State fan. Number and three see and number four. Doing. Yep. Yep. This doesn't is, get much better than that. Doesn't get much bigger than that. Yep. Because you already know what the best two teams are in the country. Yep. It's that's. It's not even close. <laughs> Oregon upset me by losing last week. By the way, I know. But, I know that was that was a surprise. Uh. It was it was like one of those things where it's like I'm not surprised, but I am surprised at the same time. Um, next game, I had to circle this one out of all the games. Two teams. <laughs> oh man, that have Arkansas a, again. Yeah, yeah, Arkansas again. For the, was this the third week? Yeah, third week now. Yeah, the third week of we featured Arkansas, but we had to. They played a lot of pretty yeah. big games that had a lot of implications. So you yep. know. Kudos to them playing really well to lead up to this point. But you got it. Ole Miss just lost against Alabama, and Arkansas just lost against. Um, oh, am I drawing a blank? Georgia. Georgia. Yep. So we had to circle this game because they definitely lost against the best two schools. 
this game is literally for the number three school in the SEC. <laughs> I mean, that's all it is. It's, yeah, pretty much. Who's ever finishing in third place <laughs> as far as records or, you know, as far as power rankings go. Sure. So, um, Don, we'll let you go ahead and get started with uh, Ole Miss first. You got it. Uh, they are playing at Vaught Hemingway Stadium in Oxford, Mississippi. Capacity crowd is 64,038. And when I saw the early line, Ole Miss was favored by a touchdown. So we're going to start with Ole Miss. They are three and one. Their offense is ranked number three with 549.2 yards per game. Mm. Their defense is ranked number 68, allowing 368.5 yards per game. Would you look at that? All right. Player stats to keep an eye on on offense. Wide receiver Dontario Drummond, 24 receptions, 382 yards, 15.9 yards per catch, four touchdowns. And on defense, lineman Sam Williams, five sacks and two forced fumbles. So. Is their defense a little better than what people are giving them credit for, even though they played Alabama? Uh, maybe. I mean, number 68, it looks like they're giving up quite a few yards to be at 368 already. Mm-hmm. You know, they're over that 350 mark. So, I mean, they, they might have some standout players, but, uh, I mean, playing Alabama is going to skew your numbers a little bit. Yep. <laughs> it is. It just – it is what it is. And yeah, Alabama's not been, it. you know, the team that we're used to them being this year. But yeah. it is what it is, man. You got to take with what you got. And like I said, I think overall, Matt Corral didn't have a, uh, you know, a bad day. Right. He, he was the only one that was trying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go over to Arkansas. The Hogs. One. Yeah. Four and one. Their offense is ranked number 54, 417.2 yards. So they're averaging more yards per game than Mississippi defense is allowing. So that that could play into it a little bit here. But their defense is ranked number nine, only allowing 280 yards per game. Now, that doesn't count when you're playing Georgia. But – they do have a decent defense and their players, man, on offense, it is the Traylon show. Running back, Traylon Smith, 62 carries, 302 yards, 4.9 yards a carry, three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver, Traylon Burks, 22 receptions, 383 yards, 17.4 yards per reception, and two touchdowns. So when they have the ball, even though it's a rank 54, but they're putting up 417 yards, Traylon or Traylon, take your choice. Yep. All right. So let's go ahead and head over to the quarterbacks. KJ Jefferson's been having a fairly decent season this year, despite playing Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, But yeah, he's, Doing what he's been doing all season, trying to throw the ball down the field and make a make a big play. Um, you know, KJ Jefferson at the end of the day, 
Reminds me a lot of Dante Culpepper, and I'm not just saying that because of his size, the way mm. that he's trying to sling the ball down the field as well. Um, uh, you don't have Randy Moss back there, but you do have Traylon Burks. <laughs> yep. Uh, Traylon Burks is averaging about 17 yards of reception, and then Tyson yep. Tyson Morris too, about 22 yards of reception. Yeah. You got the weapons around you. Uh, you can't be afraid against his Ole Miss offense or Ole Miss defense because you know what? When Ole Miss steps on the field. You guys are both coming off a vengeance game against the best two teams in the country. And like I right. said, you're fighting for third place at this point. But I uh, don't think that Matt Carell is not going to try to do his thing on the other side. Um, KJ Jefferson's uh, completion percentage really went down last week. Now he's at a 59.3. Um, but he's got six touchdowns and two interceptions as far as his passing totals go. Uh Again, I've been harping this every single week with KJ Jefferson. Use your size. Don't be afraid to yeah. to run the ball. Um, this both defenses and both offenses are going to want to go at it, and this is a game to prove that you know at least Arkansas should belong in that top echelon of SEC teams. While you have teams like Tennessee uh, still down right now, um, but Kentucky's right there waiting to chop the head off of both of you guys as well so um let's not forget who you are and where you come from now not enough needs to be said about matt corral to me he still has to be the heisman favorite this year if he's not your heisman favorite at this point in time i don't know what kind of football that you're watching don't even call (laughs) yourself a uh, college football fan but what's even more impressive about his numbers is the way that he has not turned the ball over this year. And it should have definitely been turned over by Alabama. Let's just go down the numbers from my boy, Matt Corral right now. Okay. Playing in the best division in football, playing against one of the best defenses in football and not turning over the ball. He's 87 for 125 as far as completion and attempts go. He put up about 1200 yards at this point, 69% completion percentage that went down a little bit last week, but he's got 10 interceptions and no turnovers. Matt Corral's uh, also got a little bit touchdowns. of or 10, 10 touchdowns, no interceptions. Yes. Um, he's got 43 attempts as far as rushing. Um, and for 161, guess who's taken the most carries this year as the running back? Really? Matt Corral. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jerry on Ely. Uh, he has 40 attempts for two Oh four, but, uh, that tells you right there that Matt Corral is their whole offense. Um, yeah. They have two running backs that are over 200 yards, but anybody at this point, if you're in week five, you should be around that three, 350 mark yeah, if you're exactly. trying to make some noise as far as a decent running back. But uh, <laughs> I, I feel bad for Matt Corral, though. But, you know, just by the numbers, doesn't really paint the picture of how good of a quarterback he is. Stayed poised last game, tried to keep them in the game, scored the only points of the game for Ole Miss. Yep. You got to give it to him. You got to give credit where credit is due. And then just think about on the contrary. What if Matt Corral was on Alabama? What if Matt Corral was on Georgia? What if Matt Corral was on Oregon? You know, or, or right now, the team that's having quarterback controversy right now, trying to figure out who should be the starter, is Ohio State. Matt Corral at yeah. Ohio State. Yeah. Would exactly. they Would they be the number one team in the country right wow. now? So just things to think about. I know we were talking about what if, but what, what if? if? Yes. <laughs> what if Matt Corral was on those teams? Um, so to go ahead and head over to 
what we thought is our predictions for this week. Okay. Yeah. How we both got, got all of this. Look yep. at that. Um, well, here's here was my prediction. Arkansas plays much better at home than they do on the road. Mm-hmm. But so does Ole Miss, who is hosting the event. I think Arkansas's defense is going to keep it from being a total blowout. But I think they had the better defense. Yeah, for sure. definitely, definitely. But I do have Ole Miss pulling this out. I have them winning 31-21. 31-21, okay. Um, for this game, I say that this is a high-scorer game. I think that K.J. Jefferson and Matt Corral are really going to sling it out there. And their defenses are not as good as what – people are giving them credit for but they are good enough to make some big stops when they need to i'm gonna go 45 38 on this nice game. okay right now ncaa standings don's at 75 and i'm at five and seven so <laughs> so hold on one second somebody's knocking at my door i'll be right back wow so all these stuff just stopping the show today i'll be right back don go yeah. ahead and keep them busy i'll keep them busy Dante is is struggling a little bit. Maybe he's taking a a few uh, leaps with his picks this year. But yeah, he's he's a couple games behind me, and then he uh, copies my picks this week, and we both have the same picks. So he's not going to gain any ground on me this week. Um, and it'll be very interesting if you stay tuned and see what the difference is with the pros um, with our pickums that we've been keeping track of throughout the season. But these games are definitely good games to watch this week. Um, I think you are going to get a lot of a lot of air show out of the Arkansas Ole Miss game. And I think you're going to get a lot of ground show out of the Penn State-Iowa game. There'll be, there'll be some aerial show uh, with that game to some extent, but the defense, the running game is going to highlight that where, of course, in the Arkansas game, you'll have some running, some passing out of Arkansas. Ole Miss, whatever Matt Corral does, is Matt Corral. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what changes. I mean, Arkansas is ranked 13 right now. And if they were to win that game, where would they move up to? Ole Miss is ranked 17. And if they win that game, where would they move up to? Very interesting. Very interesting uh, stats as to where they would move on the board with wins and with losses. Uh, Quite an interesting top 25 this week. So we've got some teams on there you haven't seen for a while and some teams that deserve to be there and should have been there before. So if you're watching right now, can you uh, chime in and let us know what your thoughts are on the picks? Uh, what do you think about the Penn State-Iowa game? Is the home team going to win? Is Iowa going to take this match? And if you're talking about the Arkansas Ole Miss, once again, 
the home team. Is Ole Miss going to win this? What are your thoughts? All we right. There he is. I'm back. Sorry, some little boy uh, knocked on my door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by three. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close. I, I, I think it's going to be close as well. I have it by, uh, you know, a touchdown, but, but three is definitely reasonable. Yeah, so um, some little boy knocked on my door. He, had, he kicked his ball over our fence on accident, so helping out the neighborhood kids. There you go. <laughs> but uh, glad I got his ball back to him. Okay, so hopefully there's no other stoppages to the show tonight. It seems like the cats <laughs> had to kick the cat out. Hopefully the little boy doesn't kick his ball over the thing because <laughs> I barely heard the, somebody at the door. But uh, Iowa by three. Okay, Big Mike. Yeah. I like it. It's definitely possible. But Ole Miss will probably win, but we have to say sui. <laughs> say sui. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's it's quite possible. It's quite yeah. possible the way that they're, they're both they're coming off. team. You can't you can't count out a good team. Yeah, they're both coming off, uh, you know, losses to the two best schools in the nation. I'm sure. Exactly. And like I said, they're fighting for third place right now. So, um, news roundup. We got any news this week, Don? I didn't see anything, but we can go through it real quick. Go ahead. Let's see. Let's go on ESPN and see what the news is. Well, I was going to say it's a very interesting top twenty-five. We got. I was mentioning that while you were gone, we got some teams on there we haven't seen on for a while and uh, some teams that have fallen off. Yeah, and we're going to get to the top 25 here uh, soon. But okay. I, let's see. Uh, so University of Georgia, JT Daniels out of throwing drills, so they're still trying to protect him. Yeah. Um, uh, did you see the Demas, uh, the wide receiver, uh, I forget his first name, Demas from um, – Maryland that uh, hurt his knee during the game. It was a pretty bad knee injury. Um, uh, Ed Orgeron comes out and says he's responsible for LSU's performance. What do you think that's going on with LSU right now? Ooh, ooh! While I clean my glasses here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> they they are having a rough time at, right now. They just can't seem <laughs> to get it together, least, man. They cannot get anything rolling right now. Yeah, it's uh, they're complete, it's, complete trash cans right wow. now. Wow, how you go from having the best team ever in college? Most yeah. likely, think about all the people that got drafted there. Justin Jefferson is a stud. Yes, Joe Burrow's looking like everything that people thought I he was going to be. Um, uh, what's his name? Jamar Chase is doing Jamar really Chase, well. Yeah, he doesn't have the 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 fumbleitis in his hands anymore. <laughs> Clyde Edwards Hilaire. As long as he can get his fumble issue together. Terrace Marshall Jr. Yeah. Uh then you got Grant Delpit. And yeah. then the delicious goes on Patrick Queen. <laughs> it just keeps going and going and going yep. and going. All these LSU players and then you get to this point where you're just complete butt cheeks, man. Uh, <laughs> and other news. One game that we did not recap but we did say that uh notre dame was probably gonna have a really hard time they lost against yes. cincy yes they did <laughs> let's give it up for cincinnati i i, I like it i like it's it it's nice that they can prove they belong absolutely yeah uh and uh luke fickle is a better coach than what people are giving them credit for and i'm i'm glad to see 
you know, Notre Dame go down. Please join the conference, you overrated <laughs> sons of bees. All right. <laughs> um, next topic we got. Let's go over a- AP Top 25. Mess up on the graph. I got the NFL logo, but that's fine. You guys know what I was talking about. All right. So, <laughs> uh, AP Top 25. We'll start with the 25 through 20. San Diego okay. State finds themselves... Climbing up that? the boards. Nice. SMU's up there, 5-0. and oh. They're scoring some points, too. Yep. NC State, 23. Uh, Arizona State, 4-1. and one. Can they keep okay. up the momentum? Uh, Texas, 4-1. and one. Okay. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian's doing a good job with those boys yeah. so far. The only 3-2 and two school on this list. <laughs> <laughs> you hate to see it. <laughs> the Florida Gators. Uh, then we go to the other side of this. Wake Forest at number nineteen yes, with the sir. sixth and seventh year seniors kicking butt. A <laughs> <laughs> grown men on that team. It pays off. <laughs> yep. Auburn four and one. Ole Miss yep. three and one. Kentucky is up there at sixteen. So Damn. technically. You're looking at Ole Miss and Auburn right there, right underneath them. Yeah, they're, they they're making some noise. Heck of a season, man. But we've been seeing that transgression over the years, though. Yes. The last couple yep. of years, they've just been surging right up there. And yep. it's good to see a team that we always used to think they used to just completely suck show up and totally, you know, tell people, hey, we're for real. We're not messing around anymore. We want yep. some of that. We want some of the piece of the SEC pie. So, <laughs> one another one. Look at all these Carolina schools. Let's see. We I got know, we man. got one, two, three, three in the top twenty-five so far. Uh, Coastal Carolina, Myrtle Beach, or it's actually Conway, but pretty much Myrtle Beach, Coastal Carolina on that ugly blue field that they play at that. The Chanticleers. Only only one spot b- below Notre Dame. Yep. And let's go ahead and get over to Notre Dame. Heading us off of that with the foreign one. Uh, I think they should be lower than that, but it is what it is. <laughs> Big Mike says Appalachian State is a team to watch out for. Maybe. Uh, Arkansas, 13. I think they deserve to be higher than Penn State, but that's just my opinion. Uh, okay. I do not think Oklahoma State should be over Arkansas or Notre Dame at this point. No, I don't either. I'll give Notre Dame that credit, but uh, (laughs) I can't. I can't really stick it out with them being uh, above that. Michigan State is a team that's been shocking. The Sparties. I I see what they're doing in the Big Ten. The Big Ten might be the best conference this year, man. (laughs) It might be competitive, maybe. Yeah. And we'll head it off at number 10 with BYU, the team to watch out for. Ever since I started talking good about them, Don, you see, they just been I know, man. went from unranked to net number 10. Either the rankings are just completely off or they're just out there <laughs> kicking people's butt out there, Brigham Young. Um, Michigan, 5-0. and oh. John Harbaugh is letting people, nice or Jim Harbaugh is letting people know. Yeah. You know, that he might be for real. Oregon, of course, they had to drop right below the team that they won against in Ohio State. Yeah. You hate to see it. Uh, I think Michigan's coming back, too. I think in one more, I think next year they'll be real scary. Yes, they Um, will. Oklahoma has played like crap to be at number six. Cincinnati, well deserved. 
I'm ready yes. to say that that's well deserved. That's awesome. Well deserved. And then we had our, our top five schools heading out here with Cincinnati that we just talked about. Yep. Penn State at number four that I think is a little too high. Iowa, I think they're right there in the sweet spot. If they went against Penn State, they're definitely the best school in the Big Ten. Yep. Um, and then, you know, you can't argue the top two. They're interchangeable like Legos at this point. But according to yep. me and Don, you know, take it, take it how you want to. I got Georgia as my number one, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Georgia as well, but, you know, like Ric Flair says, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Yep. So. So I guess if you're just doing it off the respect for one school over another, this is. Yep. This is kind of where you where you end up at, right? So. All right, so we got to go over week six, man. We got a couple good games for you guys to watch out for. Uh, and. Whoa, 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 whoa. What happened? Did I totally just get past my. Oh, 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 oh! I don't know where are you heading. Hold on, let me, let me, let me go back here. Let me go back here. We already went over the Penn State, Iowa, and Arkansas Ole Miss games. Oh yeah, that's right. So those yep. are those are the games to watch out for. The new yep. graphics kind of got me confused this week, but um, all right. So let's go ahead and get to our sponsor segment, Don. Yes, sir. You ready? This whole thing with the cat messing up my webcam, people knocking on my doors, got me all jacked up. So, yeah, go ahead, man. We're, we're good. All right. Uh, Float Posters is your one-stop shop for sports and custom posters. All posters are premium with crisp and clean graphics. There are up to three different sizes that will look great in your office, bar, restaurant, man cave, living rooms, and bedrooms. There is free priority shipping on orders over $40. Please visit a floatposters.com that's a-f-l-o-a-t posters.com for more information and their current collections and for you hbcu fans he is now a licensed seller of most hbcu schools so visit hbcuposters.com for more information on those items and thank you to afloat posters for your continued support all right and as my program freezes look in a I, I can't even flip through anything, so we're going to be on the screen until I can <laughs> change over. But while we're talking about that, wow, this is just a night of problems, isn't it? Uh, happens. Uh, it is what it is. Technology. Yeah. I'm supposed to be the technology guy, too. I have a topic for college football talk. What's that, Mike? Go ahead, hit us, hit us with a topic while we wait for this thing to, uh, to fix itself. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's all jacked up. But anyways. We'll have to do a trial run. Uh I think I I think I fixed it. I think I fixed it. Alright, there we go. Yep, I fixed it. Alright, so Bam. Got it. So go ahead and head out for and, and look out for the merch. EastCoastGridironMerch.com. Go grab you something. Sorry, I don't have the the pretty lady up this week, but there, there's Don with it. You can't buy Andrew Lux jersey on EastCoastGridironMerch.com. I'm sorry to tell you. Maybe I should make an Andrew Lux shirt, though, just in commemoration. <laughs> <laughs> well, you put it all on the line, uh, even including your spleen, Andrew Lux. So we're going to have to come up with a couple new things for the wintertime here. Yep. 
Yep, I'm working on something right now. Don actually got me the idea the other day. I'm just trying to see how it uh, how yeah. it all will work out. If so, you can get those fonts, that'll be amazing. Okay, so Mike said, so who really outside of the SEC has something for Alabama or Georgia? That's an excellent question. Ah, uh, man, I don't. I think they're in a class of their own. To be completely honest with you, there's nobody in the ACC that I think can match up. When Louisville lost to Wake Forest, I think that was pretty much it on their hype. Um, if you're thinking about the Big Ten, it would be interesting to see Iowa versus one of those schools, though. It would. That would be a good defensive game, but I don't think. Iowa would, would be able to score very many points on them. That's the only thing. They might be held to a low, lower scoring game, but I still think Alabama or Georgia would still have a double-digit win over them. Yeah. And, I mean, like I said, Penn State, I think, is just a little bit too overrated. Yeah. Not, um, not there yet. I don't, I don't know how good – Texas is playing really good football right now. I don't think Oklahoma's there yet. I think I think technically when Texas and Oklahoma play, that's going to be a really good game. That'll yep. really be a Red River rivalry game. You got that right. And that might be this might be the first year. You mark it down right now. This might be the first year uh, Texas takes down Oklahoma in a while. Um, Very possible. I think Oregon losing to Stanford is really going to fire them up too. But I don't think Oregon could match with the strength no. and. No. and durability of the SEC. Um, nope. They got a, they got the taste of victory against uh, Ohio State, uh, catching them with their pants down. But that's that's pretty much it. But I, it's I think the only school that we could really say, and I can't even give it to Cincinnati right now. I think Cincinnati no. would get their butt whooped too. They're yep. just they're not on that level. Iowa would be my pick, especially if they had a better quarterback. If they had a better quarterback, yes. If they had a better quarterback and, like, I don't know, like Brees Hall or somebody as their running back, I think they might yep. have a have a really good chance. Uh, SEC is men among boys, and it's about to even get even crazier, Mike. It's you about to get even right. crazier. So, um, all right. So, let's go ahead and recap. After I got my start screen up. Oh, my God. Everything's getting all jacked up. Okay. <laughs> All right, so NFL Week 4 recap. Okay, yes, so as you guys saw, oh, my God. I'm having some issues today, there man. It <laughs> there it is. I have some issues today. But anyways, uh, Broncos versus the Ravens. Okay. Yes. This did not go the way I expected it to, and, <laughs> and you know, but Teddy Bridgewater got, got hurt too. So Yeah, concussion, right? Yeah, concussion. What's your thoughts on this game? It was pretty ugly. Uh, the Ravens are just doing whatever they wanted to to the Broncos, it seemed like. Yeah. And and yeah, it's it kind of confirmed that Drew Locke is he's not going to be what everybody or what John Elway thought he was going to be. So go ahead, rest in peace to your career because you'll always be a backup. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting game. Ravens, you know, now they're both three and one. Um Marquise Brown had a pretty pretty decent night. He only had four catches. Not you know the Ravens receivers don't get many catches, but he did have four for ninety one yards and a touchdown. Um, 
Lamar had a decent night, 22 of 37 for 316 and a touchdown. And he only rushed seven times for 23 yards. And pretty much the only thing I can give you for a highlight on the Broncos, seven different players had receptions. And Noah Font, you know, he had six and a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Baltimore's defense allowed 148 yards passing, 106 rushing, had five sacks. While their offense put up 405 yards. Jeez. Woo. So, well, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Let me try to, let me try to fix this. I think my. Uh, yeah, you're okay. bouncing all over the place, man. Yeah, I'm good now. I fixed it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was like just the, the intro video was just playing for whatever reason. It was just doing its own thing. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it was a pretty ugly game. Um, yeah, pretty much <laughs> for for the Broncos. Couldn't just get anything working, um, and Baltimore is slowly improving week by week. Uh, I yes, still got are. a lot. I still got a lot of film to watch because I was busy this weekend um, yeah. on, the, on my quarterback rankings. But uh, it's just interesting to see how you know once once I watch the tape on Lamar Jackson where I'm going to rate him this week because uh, <laughs> you know people yeah. people hate my C rating for Lamar Jackson up to this point, but that might change well, he, this week. Yeah, well. I mean, he he did put up the yardage and the and a touchdown, but you know it's. I still think the defense is keeping him in the games right now. Yeah. Well, it is what it is, man. We'll move on to the next game. I'm I'm not a big Ravens fan, so. <laughs> uh, the Chargers versus the Raiders. That that how'd you like to delay at the beginning of that game? It took too long. Well, I mean, it was due to lightning, and they're in a pretty much dome stadium. <laughs> I mean, there's some openings up near the top in the rafters, but so I can understand the caution, but you had the announcers for the national broadcast on the field saying it was being delayed. Delayed people for the told, bolts. Yeah, they were they were trying to hold people in their seats. Well, it just it didn't make sense, man. Yeah, we're delaying the – Delaying the game because of the bolts for the bolts. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing to say, but yeah, Mike, you got it right in the in the comments, man. Yeah. Um, exactly. I said that at the beginning of the season. I said, "Remember this, Don. I need to pull the video <laughs> where I said the AFC West is going to be competing with the oh, NFC yes. West this year for the best yes. division in football. Yeah, the two Wests are. Yep." Because yep, yep. everybody thought Kansas City was just going to run away with this division. And I've always said Derek Carr is a lot better than what people give him credit for. His thing is he takes a little while. It's kind of like watching your gauge when you press your foot on the gas. And you got, you know, one of those old school engines that have just been over like 3,000 miles and just trying to get up to the RPMs. And they finally get there. That's how Derek Carr is. Once he once he's up there, he <laughs> runs well. But uh, yeah, the Superchargers—that's what they're looking like. I I love Justin Herbert, man. Now when yeah. we when we we're building our teams and we we're making our teams this year, my pick for Justin Herbert being my quarterback is looking a lot better, isn't it? Wink, wink. <laughs> I'm not so crazy. Um, yeah, their defense is nasty. Asante is. Samuel is probably one of the best oh, yes. rookies out of this class. Wink, wink. <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't, it's just, 
I don't know, man. My predictions for games might be off, but my analysis on players has been pretty spot on. So it was a good game, though. At the yeah. end of the day, the second half was a lot, lot better than the first half. But, you know, it wasn't a blowout. Two touchdown game still wasn't a blowout. And Mike Mayock, you can you can see how he's trying to build this Raiders team right now. He's trying to get him. He's trying to get him back up there, man. But I think the second half of this season is going to be more important for the AFC West than this first half. Yeah. When they yeah, teams start playing each other twice and yep. playing the rest of their schedule. It, it was a decent game to watch. Uh, I mean, the highlight I, I picked out for the Chargers was Austin Eckler, 15 rushes, 117 yards, 7.8 a carry and a touchdown. And then I could not help but pick this guy on the Raiders. Hunter Renfro, wide receiver, six receptions, 45 yards, 7.5 and a touchdown. But that play he made on that fake punt, was that not incredible? Don't rub it in our face, Don. (laughs) (laughs) That was an incredible play, man. Yeah, don't don't rub it in the Chargers fans' face, but I tried to get Hunter Renfro out of free agency, and you guys wouldn't let me get in my fantasy team, man. No, he's on my team. I know. <laughs> I got enough wide receivers, to be completely honest. They're just starting to step up now. But yeah. fake punt player was football knowledge, absolutely. Yes. Hunter Renfro is going to be – and I said to watch out for – man – I just need to go down the list of things that I Chargers, said this year. Chargers defense going back to them being nasty. Four sacks and an interception. It was nasty. Joey Bosa just did whatever he wanted to. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Who's the <laughs> better made, Bosa brother? Oh, he, he made uh, Leatherwood look, look bad on a couple plays. Yeah. In the comments, who is the best Bosa brother? I'm still going with Joey. <laughs> Joey's the weirdo out of his brother. Like if he if you ever listen to him talk, he's like a complete weirdo and I love it. But Nick is kind of like the pretty boy version of him. Yeah, yeah. Joey Joey's impressive. Joey just wants to play football. <laughs> yep. Uh not enough to say about this game, man. It was awesome. AFC West, yep. they're here to stay. Got a lot of young players, man. Um all right, so Bengals versus the Packers is our first game that we want to talk about this week. Okay. Uh, Slater looks to Boy. be a perennial all-pro in the making. Oh, my gosh. Stop saying everything that I said <laughs> before they <laughs> even started playing. <laughs> Rashawn Slater's not uh, – okay. The kid played at Northwestern, and people were like, oh, he just had an amazing game against Ohio State, blah, 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 blah. Against the best team in in their division, I I, I don't know. I, I I guess I'm just not watching the same film as everybody else is watching. Uh, Bengals versus the Packers. Don hit All us right. off with the Bengals. Starting with the Bengals, you got it, man. Well, they are playing at Paul Brown Stadium with a capacity crowd of sixty five thousand five fifteen. The early line has the Packers favored by three and a half. Bengals are three and one offense offense is is getting by, but they're ranked 22nd with 325 and a half yards per game. Defense is actually playing pretty well. They're ranked number seven, but they're giving up almost as many yards as they're, they're gaining on offense, 323 yards a game. Right. Uh, player stats. 
who to watch on offense. I, I like Jamar Chase. He's not dropping the ball like he did in the preseason. He's uh, 17 out of 297 uh, for 297 yards, uh, 17 and a half yards per catch, four touchdowns. And on defense, man, linebacker Logan Wilson, 40 tackles, three interceptions. And keep your eye on the kicker. Four games, two game-winning field goals for Evan McPherson. Is that your cousin? Um, no relation. <laughs> <laughs> and if Bengals jerseys weren't so darn expensive, I might get one. Mike said he's calling the Bengals for the upset. This okay. is going to be one of those games, I'm telling you. All right, on to the Packers. Cheeseheads are 3-1. and one. Offense is ranked 25th, so not quite as high, 318 yards per game. But their defense is ranked just slightly higher at 6, only giving up 311 yards a game. And, Don, tell them, before you finish out, Uh ask them the trivia question for this week. I want to see if they get in the comments. And don't Google it about the Packers. Oh, okay. Yeah, well. I didn't realize that was a trivia question for this week. But anyhow, on offense, <laughs> running back Aaron Jones, 56 rushes, 206 yards, 3.7, two touchdowns. Rushing and 13 receptions, 126 yards, or thir- yeah, receptions, 126 yards, so 9.7 yards per receiving and three receiving touchdowns. So if you got him on your fantasy team, you're doing well. And – to ask now that we got the Packers up uh, on the screen, if you can put that back up, Dante, what's the G on the helmet stand for? Anybody know? Anybody what? have it? So we'll, we'll reveal the answer after I get through the predictions. Yep. The, the Bengals are hungry. Will it be competitive in uh, upcoming years? Yes. Improved that offensive line, which they've been playing pretty decent this year, but improve that. Doing okay. Improve a couple other pieces on that, especially their defense. They'll be all right. Yep. Predictions for this week. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you got to talk to your quarterbacks. Yeah, I'll throw it up there real quick. Hold on. Let me. Where's the, all right. Where's the graphic at? Where's the graphic? Sorry, I've been, I've been fumbling and I got fumbleitis today. Uh, my apologies. Anyways, there we go. There we are. Quarterbacks for this week. Joe Burr versus Aaron Rodgers. We're going to be looking at the young gun versus the old school gunslinger himself. Can Jamar Chase, is he going to get locked down by Jair Alexander? Well, then Jair Alexander get carted off the field. We need to check on his injury report. Yeah, we'll have to see what's going on with that. Yeah, Jair Alexander. Let's check on that before I even start talking and yapping off at the mouth. Packers to provide update. Uh, Look at Mike with the G stands for greatness. G stands for greatness. Look at that. That's what it is. Uh, get additional opinions and wake or shoulder injury. Okay. So they said that they're going to release him some information tomorrow. So Okay. But you got Eric Stokes over there, too, who's been uh, balling out. Uh, another prediction of mine. Man, I'm just, I'm <laughs> just hitting them off this week, ain't I? Um. But yeah, Joe Burrow's looked awesome. Aaron Rodgers has looked awesome outside of the very first game this year. Yeah, other than that first game. 
so this is just all about who's got I mean, there's tons of wide receiver depth on both of these teams, man. You can just go down the list. You know, Devontae Adams versus Jamar Chase and T. Higgins versus Randall Cobb. And then you got Adam Lazar versus uh, who's that other wide receiver they got down there? Tyler Boyd. Like, there's <laughs> there's an abundance of wide receivers who are going to get a uh, a lick of victory in this game. So, yep. Um, I think this matchup on paper, all it, I mean, you got to be stupid not to think that this doesn't favor Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, but we'll see. Uh, I think Jer Burrow is getting started. I think he's on a revenge tour of getting hurt last year, and he's showing that, again, me and Don talked about this, you know, during the LSU segment. Um, it just he's a lot better quarterback than what I thought he was going to be. And yep. and once we get this helmet rule dropped next year, I do hope that we get to see the all white Bengals uniforms, including the white helmets with the black stripes. <laughs> those would be the best jerseys in the NFL. Uh, outside of them changing those ugly numbers, um, get a different font for those. Those would be the best jerseys in the NFL. <laughs> um, what about Sa- Sammy Darnold? He's just been okay. I think last week he got exposed. <laughs> Slade was all mad at me. Um. All right. So, predictions. Wow. We're pulling the clean sweep with the Packers this week. Yeah. I think now. this is going to be a shootout, though. Yeah. Thirty-five twenty-eight is my prediction for this game. Okay. All right. I th- I I think it's going to be a close back and forth game. And the way I see it unfolding is a late game touchdown by Green Bay to win. So that's why I had Green Bay as my selection, 28-21. If that does not happen, if it ends up a tie and goes to overtime, Bengals win it in overtime with a kick from McPherson. That dude's been on fire, man. I know. Of- <laughs> Can't help when, it. <laughs> when you get analysis by the man himself, Pat McAfee, talking about that you might be the next best thing that has come out of the NFL as far as kickers next to uh, – Justin Tucker, you know, that's that's pretty high honors, man. Yep. Justin Tucker, I don't care what anybody says, that 66-yard field goal solidified that he's the best kicker of all time, not just because it was a long field goal, but because he broke the record <laughs> after tying the record. Uh, previously with Matt Prater, they shared that record, and now he's in a league of his own as the most efficient quarterback of all time. Say what you want about the, wow. about the Ravens. Yeah. Justin Tucker – to me, outside of Ray Lewis, is the Ravens. <laughs> they go hand-to-hand now. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> um, oh, so I, I guess I'll put the graphic after the prediction. Wow. That was uh, that was dumb of me. But the Chiefs versus the Bills, okay? Yeah. This is that that uh that what they were calling before with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen this is going to be the new school version of Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning yeah this is going to be interesting i changed from when i first was working on this episode i had one team picked by the time i submitted everything to you i had another team picked so this is going to be a good game it is. It's going to be a very good game. Yes. Uh, so, 
Mike, who you got in this game since you're in the comments? Let us know your predictions in the comments section. But as Don gives his uh, analysis by the numbers. With All the right, Chiefs. KC. Two and two, they got to 500. Imagine that. Saying that after the, the kind of Septembers they've had the past few years. But the Chiefs offense is, they are playing at home, Arrowhead Stadium. 76,416 capacity crowd. Chiefs are favored by three and a half on the early line. Chiefs offense is ranked second, 427 and a half yards per game. But their defense is ranked 31st, 437.8 yards per game they're giving up. Player stats to watch on offense, Tyreek Hill. 30 receptions, 453 yards, 15.1 yards per catch, and four touchdowns on defense. Taran Matthew, 16 tackles, four passes deflected, two interceptions, including one pick six. Mm. Okay, on to the Bills. And shout out to Tyran Matthew, man. I know that yeah. dude's been playing injured. Yep. You can't has. tell me otherwise. Bills are three and one. Their offense is ranked number six, 404 yards per game. Their defense is ranked number one, 216 yards per game they're allowing. So what happens when a defense allowing 216 yards per game plays an offense that averages 427 yards a game? That's what we're going to see. Uh, Bills Add them players, together and divide them. <laughs> Bill's player stats on offense. Uh, you know, they've been spreading it around a lot, but I found a couple interesting. I went with the most receiving yards, Stefan Diggs, 26 receptions, 305, and a touchdown. But here's somebody to keep an eye on, and if you don't have him – in your fantasy team as a second tight end. Tight end Dawson Knox has be, been getting a lot of attention. He's got 15 receptions for 144 yards, 9.6 average, and four touchdowns. But you look at that. So he is like he's available in our league right now, just for an example. So I know he's out there in other leagues. So if you don't have this guy, pick him up. Pick him up. You heard it from Don first. <laughs> All right, so we got to get down to the old school rock em, sock em, throwing down the field kind of quarterbacks right here. <sighs> I hate to say I told you so about Josh Allen years ago. He's going to be <laughs> trash. Look at him. Up there doing a great job with the Bills. Yep. They found their next young quarterback. They got it together. And then you head over to the other side and that – that dude, Patrick Mahomes, man, he just doesn't stop. I'm telling you, my best friend's son looks exactly like Patrick Mahomes. It'll be a travesty if they do not dress him up this year as Patrick Mahomes <laughs> with the Chiefs jersey. I'll send a damn outfit myself. <laughs> but anyways, Josh Allen started off slow, 50% completion percentages in two weeks. Was not looking good. I think I had him rated at like a D to start the year, and people were mad at me for that. 
Hey, I got to evaluate you on how you were playing, sir. Uh, 50% of your passes with all those weapons on your team at wide receiver. It's kind of a travesty. Yep. Starting to get it together. Uh, They've won three games um, in a row. When they started playing from home, I guess they got a little bit more mojo behind them. Patrick Mahomes on the other end. I guess you could say this has been a struggle year for him, but not statistically. (laughs) The dude is still putting up... And fantasy wise, about thirty points a week. So yep. shout out to my wife for drafting them number one first when yep. when everybody's <laughs> like, "You should have drafted Christian McCaffrey." Yep. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is not getting hurt, and even when he does hurt, he's like the freaking Terminator. Just comes back from all the injuries that he gets too. I mean, who dislocates? Wasn't it like a hip injury yet? Dislocated his hip, came back or his knee or something, and it came back in like a couple games later and finished out the season and took him to the Super Bowl. Dude's amazing, man. Um, so I think, of course, the quarterback play of this heavily favors uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Here's here's what if. What if Andy Reid had Josh Allen? What would they do together? Got the same type of mentality as Patrick yeah. Mahomes. I think on paper and intangibles, they kind of match up. I think Patrick Mahomes is more of like a Russell Wilson type where he's kind of a Houdini that just does thing, and I don't know if you guys saw that play that Russell Wilson did last week. How he got away from those sacks, he continues to do it all the time, man. It's impossible. Um, but as far as our predictions go, I'm gonna take the Chiefs on this one. I don't believe in uh, Buffalo's juice right now, uh, and I I think it comes down to those running backs on that team if they're really going to step up. They've been playing pretty decent. Singletary and, and Moss have been putting up touchdowns every week. Um, I just think the Chiefs' defense has got enough to stop them, and I don't think it's going to matter <laughs> with Tredavious White and those boys on the Bills' defense. They might get exposed this week. Well, originally I had the Chiefs as well, but here's what it came down to for me, how I summed it up. I said Buffalo would certainly like revenge from last season. But the improving Kansas City offense at home will be hard to stop. And then I gave three words. Revenge is sweet. I see the Bills winning in a shootout, 41-38. Uh, and I have it the opposite. I think that's the exact score I had. Chiefs, 41-38. <laughs> nice. I think it'll be a shootout, though. I think the yep. Bills are, uh, of course, better than what people are giving them credit for right now, too. So I expected them to be firm handshakes at the end of the game between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. That's going to be another fun game for him just to be battling out with a quarterback. Bold prediction for that game. I think Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen collectively throw four touchdowns apiece. Very possible. Yep. Might be to the same guys on both of their teams, too. <laughs> Tyreek Hill gets four, and uh, Stefan Diggs gets four. Stefan Diggs has been a little quiet this year. Yeah, he has. He's He's been a, a, quite a bit quiet. What did I tell you? But they're, they're, <laughs> they're hitting up the tight end, man. You shut him down. You double cover him. That's it. He's only good when he's open. It's kind of. Kind of reminds you when Adam Thielen was there, right? It's a lot easier when you got somebody <laughs> that's that's there. And, and shout out to to my guy Adam Thielen, man. Put some respect on his name, please. If if you don't do anything this year, just recognize the greatness of a walk on that went to a 
like a division three school walked on to minnesota he's from minnesota guy through and through still getting disrespected not even a number one guy justin jefferson is and he's just sitting there racking up touchdowns still it's it's ridiculous nfl standings for me and don here don's at six and three and i'm at four and five i'm below 500 in ncaa nfl this year yeah it's like the stats guru is coming out there number one yeah, Dante, you're nine and twelve combined. I'm thirteen and eight. <laughs> yep. So I don't know. It's been a pretty good little battle there. Yeah. So let's go over to our bowl predictions of the week. Okay. It's gonna be a, this. This is always fun too. Yeah. Now going back to last week, I um, just just to tout my one from last week before you go, mm-hmm. it was a two parter. I said the Colts would win their first game of the year, which they did. Yep. And then I said they turn around and lose again this coming week, which they will. I think they're playing the Ravens this week. Unless Andrew Luck comes back. (laughs) There you go. We can only pray and hope, right? Right. All right, sir. Go ahead. Bold prediction for me. Derrick Henry breaks the single game record in rush yards against Jacksonville. What does Derrick Henry do every time he plays Jacksonville? <laughs> On two occasions, this man has ran for two 90-yard touchdowns and over 200 yards. It seems like every time he plays the Jaguars. I think this week, it's going to be more of the same. Uh, I think he's going to bust one. The first the first carry he gets, he's going to bust one for a touchdown for like 60 he, yards. and then he was, he was off last week when they played the Jets, and all I can say is, I'm glad he still had 140 yards. <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm I'm just glad because I I was he was on the team I was playing against and I was like oh my god yeah big big wins for most of us except for Heather when uh yeah she was playing Gene and she yep. really she really wanted to beat Gene and she did not want to <laughs> lose against him out of all people uh, it was so funny uh, yeah. so that's that is my bold prediction if. And also on top of that, Jacksonville's going to lose going to lose Urban Meyer. I that's funny that you say that because my other prediction is Urban Meyer gets fired if this happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh you don't want to be known as the coach where Derrick Henry is already having a field day against the Jaguars, but not to break the single game Russian record. Oh my god. Don go ahead with yours. All right. Um Kyler Murray, man, he's going to be in his Zen position. And I have him passing for 350 yards, four total touchdowns, two passing, two receiving against the 49ers defense. Jeez. He's um, he's a clear MVP right now. Right now. When Kirk Cousins had his down week last week, that opened yep. the door wide open for Kyler Murray. And if you don't <laughs> put some respect – Cliff Kingsbury's name. (laughs) (laughs) And what I mean by that, let's just go ahead and head over to, um, you know, our NFL power rankers just to end the show out here. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. This is going to be interesting. So I'll go through mine and Don always ends out the show for us. Okay. Cliff Kingsbury. We just need it. Where's, uh, where's, where's Gene at when you need him? I need Cliff Kingsbury. I might, I'm going to try to get Cliff Kingsbury to come on and say, you like that? Just to Gene, I'll send it to him. <laughs> so, let, let's see. 
Urban Meyer took your charges for a cameo. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was reading uh, Mike's comment. That's an yeah. inside joke, but I get it. Urban Meyer took your old. <laughs> the best part of waking up. Oh, it's butt cheeks that you cup. Yeah, that's the Urban Meyer was all over the dance floor doing all kinds of nasty stuff. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. I, I used to say that back in the day. That was funny. Uh, but anyways, power rankings. Cardinals are number one, hands down. It is I what it is. Everybody's just chasing them right now. Chargers, they showed me enough yesterday for for me to say that they're a good enough team to be at number two. Okay. Packers had one rough yeah. game to begin the season, but they've been a complete team up to this point too. The Rams, the only reason yep. they fell so many, I, I probably would have had them as number one, but the reason why they fell so many spots is because they kind of got exposed by the Cardinals. Yes, they did. Do I think they're going to do like this the rest of the season? No. I still have the Rams being my Super Bowl favorites. Okay. I always say at the beginning of the season, taking a loss is more important than going undefeated. Right. And you got to put, I know you Eagles fans, and people that hate the Cowboys, but, ah, oh, man. The Cowboys are the fifth best team <laughs> in the league right now. <laughs> Not they're, yet. I, Not I, yet. I think they're there. No, when when they're there, you know, I'll acknowledge the performance, but I don't think they're yet, there yet based on who they've played. Gotcha. Once they've played a couple more, and if they continue to win, then yes, I could agree with you. So Mike said his daughter says hi. Hi, Maddie. Uh, she's winning a fantasy football league at three and one. So is my <laughs> wife. Seems like the women are beating us this year pretty hard. There you go. Uh, all right, Don. Your power ranking, all right, sir. Man, I, I agree with the Cardinals. Four no win, beating the Titans, Vikings, Jaguars, and Rams, keeping them as the only unbeaten team. Got to be number one. Number two, three and one Packers after the opening clunker against the Saints. They've beaten Detroit, San Francisco, and Pittsburgh. You know, I just – I like the cohesiveness of the run game, pass game. I, I and, and I just – I give them a lot of credit after that first game. Right. Uh, the Rams, I, I did drop them a couple notches after that uh, defeat to the Cardinals. They're 3-1. and one. They've beaten the Bears, Colts, and Bucks before dropping that game to the Cardinals. So they're they're – a solid team right now. Yes, I'm a little high on the Bills right now, just a little bit. And I think it's because I'm picking them to take KC this week. And when they do that, I think they'll deserve this spot even more. Three and one after they dropped that tight opener to the Steelers. Uh, they've uh, steamrolled over their competition from there, Miami, Washington, and Houston. And I think it's just propelled them to know what they can do. And then, yes, the Chargers. I wanted to move them higher, but just not there because of that. Now, it was a controversial loss against Dallas, but they've beaten Washington, Kansas City, and Vegas at 3-1. and one. Um, only, only place for them to go is up, I'm afraid. I like it. I hope they keep it up. They might sweep the Chiefs this year. Yes. You better watch out. Justin yes, Herbert is that guy, man. Yes, he is. All right. He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm glad that you picked him up because uh, I definitely was gunning for him. That was part of my strategy. 
um, yep. to put my money where my mouth was. But twenty and one in the red zone last year, and uh, he's looking more of the same. I got to look at his splits again, but I know he scored a ton of points already on the second half of the field. And what did I say, Don, when I built my team? My points are going to be scored on the second half of the field because if he can get yeah. past the fifty, it's a touchdown time. Yep. It's touchdown time. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you coming through this week. Sorry about the technical difficulties here and there. I was trying something new out, but I I won't be doing this next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back to my old school style. It will save me about, mm, I want to say 30 hours or 30 hours, like 30 minutes of uh, design time, but uh, that's fine. Not everything works out the way you want it to sometime, but uh, we appreciate you guys coming through to episode yes. 36, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the East Coast Gridiron Podcast. Find us on all your favorite music and podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For all the latest news and updates, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by going to eastcoastgridiron.com. 